there is a lot of uncertainty in our lives every day and you know that has never been different since the beginning of time but it feels like these days it's intensifying and you know we get so much feedback from the biosphere with all kinds of um, you know climate crisis unfolding in so many different ways around the world there just was a big earthquake again in Japan and you know there's just constantly a lot going on and you know, many of us you know are confused you know what to do and how to organize a unified response seems to be kind of far out of reach and we're seeing you know so much polarization happening more than since a long time more extreme violence and all of these things so I think it's important to really start to listen what can work you know when so many things are starting to show really big cracks and you know un unhealed transgressions unhealed injustices so many things you know which haven't been really attended to for such a long time and they are not going away but they are kind of you know accumulating 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 and at one point it just starts to fall apart so to really um sense you know into the body as as you're sitting right here you know being quite sensitive now after so many days of retreat i can um see that in myself and even i wasn't sitting with you but um you know being in isolation for so long even i spent my time together with wendy but we were sleeping a lot and meeting and then sleeping again and but still you know having a very quiet time just being much more able you know to connect with my body and you know with the the vibrancy of the aliveness of the body you know and i'm just seeing more and more what is going on in the world and how the you know the planet is interacting with us as wake up calls you know to really start to attend to our lives in a way which is going deeper than before you know from the old narrative where we have understood ourselves even you know as practitioners still you know understood ourselves as separate entities you know walking around on the planet and going about our business and i think where we are now really called to pay attention to the fact that our bodies and the planet are one and the same process i think it's a very crucial threshold for the evolution of consciousness on this planet which we are now forced you know to take on
consciously as a way to move uh, forward. You know, that's, that's the evolution of life on this planet wants us to go in this direction because we don't no longer can, um, you know, go somewhere else because there's too many people and there's too many areas on the planet which are no longer really inhabitable by people. That's, you know, the climate uh, migrations have started. So our only way, you know, forward, quote unquote, is down. Down into the ground. In terms of uh, self-understanding. And also in terms of uh, connecting with an intelligence, you know, of a self-regulating process, which we call planet Earth. And then receive our information from there rather than trying to think solutions out with our intellect, you know, which is the same level of thinking which created the problems in the first place, you know, which created all of those different isms like extracting, you know, more and more resources from the planet and thinking in that way we could ensure comfort and safety for us and health and what has happened the opposite has happened so you know we need to see that this level of interacting is just much too shallow it doesn't really provide the answers we are looking for because it simply cannot but there is a way, you know, how we can uh, start to transform our self-understanding. That, you know, understanding of being separate from each other and being separate from the planet. Starting to process that through different practices. And, you know, as I said earlier... At the beginning of the retreat, we already, as you know, practitioners of Buddhist meditation, we have the great good fortune that we already have the basic equipment for this practice. Because we have, you know, the four Satipatthana, and within that, we have the first establishment of mindfulness, the body based practices, in particular on the elements and the body parts. So it's already all there, you know, and the meditation on death. We already know how to drop into the body. And then, you know, we have been doing, you know, a certain practices, you know, which have been handed down to us over the last, you know, like 40 years or so as they have come to us from Asia, you know, very, very strongly uh, colored by patriarchy, of course. How could it be otherwise? You know, the teachings of the Buddha comes from Iron Age India to us. And that was a time of, of deep, deep patriarchy. 
and we are still in it, you know, but we are starting to wake up from it because we can see it's no longer suitable for the situation. And there was nothing wrong about it or bad about it or malicious about it, but it's just like a development stage which needs to be left behind when the time has come and the time has come. So the dropping into the body, the vibrancy and the aliveness or fatigue or whatever you are feeling right now. Then you're sensing the the gravity which pulls you towards the chair or the cushion where you're sitting. Earth element earth element in our own bodies, you know, being pulled towards the earth element of the great earth we are sitting on. And with every out breath, you know, we can send down roots into that big earth. without any pressure, but just allowing them you know, to find their way. And meet you know, the root system underneath, the mycelium. And knowing you know, that the earth, the materials which make it up is dead bodies of animals and dead bodies of plants and trees and other human beings, minerals, all different forms of ancestors, you know, which have lived before us. And this is a field of life. Even, you know, those beings have died, but they have composted and formed earth, and this earth is alive. There's a constant flow of information. We can tap into And by, you know, allowing that thought and allowing that to be possible, it, this kind of connection can come to life. 
but just looking at this whole experience, you know, of having a body and being in constant exchange with the planet by looking at that truth in a new light. Sets that flow in motion because we can suddenly consciously uh, open to it. That's not part, you know, of the classic transmission of the Buddhist teaching, but what we have, you know, what was left in, in Patrick, he was the Buddha is touching the earth. I think you have probably seen, you know, Buddhas with um, his left hand, you know, touching the planet. He has the hand, you know, hanging over his knees, over his left knee, touching the planet, you know, asking the earth to be his witness that he has done his job, that he has done his work, and that he is ready for breaking through, you know, to full awakening. After he has been, you know, out of compassion, come so many, many lifetimes and develop the parameters. I think, you know, this is just a new kind of uh, facet on, on the practice, which is coming to us now because time calls for it. This time in history calls for it. Because we need to find different ways of relating what's happening on the planet you know trying to master it trying to control it trying to figure it out all of those things they obviously don't work or they work only to a limited degree they need to be counter balanced by an intuitive approach which takes its guidance from the web of life, from that self-regulating intelligence, which has been quietly operating for billions of years. And, you know, many of the indigenous traditions, they have been upkeeping the relationship. But our cultures have lost that because we have over-focused on science and technology, thinking that would be a great solution. But it turns out it has been a great solution in some ways. The operation, you know, of my friend's husband is a good example. I mean, that was a miracle that this surgeon could do this. He has, he's called the surgeon with the golden hands because he has that gift and he has all of the technology, you know, to actually enhance his gift. Even, you know, with all of the machineries and the, whatever those things are called, 
it's mind-boggling. But still, you know, as he said, there was something in the atmosphere and he called it, you know, God loves your husband. And the earth, you know, loves us. And she likes us to work together with her. And she calls us in so many ways, you know, and we try to fix it with this way or with that way. But we don't want to change the way we live. We just want to fix it and then keep on moving as we did before. But that's not going to be a possibility. But what is a possibility is to understand who we really are. And if we do these practices, they not only, you know, help us to find a more sustainable way of responding, but at the same time, we also will let go more and more of that wrong sense of separation. Which is, you know, what, what's called the insight into anatta or not self. So, you know, through becoming aware of the vibrancy of the web of life, which we can connect with as we are sending down these roots, you know, with our out-breath. You know, getting like a, a sense of that, the vastness. And the depths, you know, of the interconnection through eating, drinking, breathing, going to the bathroom, crying and sweating. And there's so much constant exchange happening. Everything we are eating or wearing or the cars we are driving, the houses we are living in, all is coming to us through what the planet has to offer. We are so not separate. And this is a, a way of looking, you know, which starts to emerge now into the, into humanity, I think. There's so many different, um, practices available, there are so many different ways of speaking about this. It is something which is coming, becoming conscious. There's also, you know, plant medicines, there's a lot of speaking and using of those as well, they are also reaching out. You know, the earth with her species such as the Plants are reaching out to us, you know, wanting us to listen. Just stopping to, trying to fix it. But look at what's happening. 
Look at what's already happening, the miracles happening every day. And allowing, you know, solutions to emerge from that conscious connection. And that, you know, might sound like mind-boggling or a kind of untrustworthy to some, but just, you know, giving it a, giving it a try. And really seeing if what what does that do your system, you know, as you're experiencing yourself deeply networked with something so vast. It does something for me. And it's hard to describe it. It's a wordless communication. So being aware of that vibrancy. And allowing it to work on us. And just really dropping down the doubt and and the confusion and the fear. Drop it into the earth. And she receives them, you know, so willingly. And see if you can sense, you know, a, a holding and a stability and an aliveness which speaks to you without words. Yeah, which is calling us. And which can guide us. If there is an interest.
same thing, you know, that wordless data flow. And, you know, allowing your body to, to resonate with it, to tune to it. You know, so listening with the whole body. There's this easy rapport because the body and the body of the earth are made from the same stuff. There's no difference. It's like a tuning, like a, an instrument, you know, which has gotten out of tune through being close to a powerful. huge presence such as the earth it can come into resonance again and consciousness intention is making that possible it's not going to happen by itself we need to intend it We need to see, you know, that these purely intellectual solutions are not gaining any traction. They need a counterpart. They need to be grounded. And it's not rocket science. I mean, I just was sick for so many days. It's not difficult, you know, to reattune. So all of our ancestors which make up that planet, all of that combined intelligence you know, which has been processing for over 4 billion years, it's just such vast depths. This is a different way, you know, how the Dhamma is showing up at this point. Where the earth is as a global 
presence is wanting our attention. We're no longer in Iron Age India, where it's about like the little kingdom here and the little kingdom there. We can't anymore operate on that level, it's not working. We need to find different ways of cooperating. And the earth can be that. That, you know, unifying force. Because we all are part of her. because we have been born here. So now you know, we can focus maybe on the in-breath Just like breathing in through the, you know, like breathing in through the trunk of a tree. Breathing up. Breathing up through the body. Breathing up through our organs. through our neck behind our eyes and all the way up to the crown of the head So as you're inhaling, just breathing up in that way. Then you're at the crown of the head, just in the same way we were sending down roots into the earth. Now we are sending up branches, you know, through the crown of the head. Which also like hands of roots into the sky. You know, reaching up in another root system. The unmanifest unmanifest uh, wisdom and compassion. The fullness of emptiness, which also has this vibrancy. 
we can send Sinto with those branches. The timeless dimension, which also calls to us at this time of history, where we need new solutions, as you know, the limitations of the biosphere is pressing in on us. So this timeless dimension that also wants us to hear what is needed at this time in history. New insights, new creativity and innovation. which we can open up to. And allowing to speak to us in a wordless way. Like raining down on us. So like listening to music, but by tuning in, not by grasping, but by resonating, vibrating, sensing. the unmanifest, the branches, you know, reaching up into the sky and the manifest, the roots going down into the depths of the earth. And you are the magical bridge between those two dimensions. And the heart is the nexus between those two dimensions. And you can put your hand on your heart that bridge point between those two dimensions. which holds you know, a sense of deep intelligence and purpose, our sacred purpose, why we have come, our calling, our uniqueness, our gifts, and we can trust that sense of purpose, that sense of calling. 
whatever it is. We can always, you know, start from there. And that's not something anybody else can do for us. We have to do that for ourselves. To find out what is our way to respond. What is our responsibility? What resonates with your life? Just you know, making oneself available for that to become conscious. By opening to the vibrancy from the manifest and the unmanifest. And being at that nexus point, open and available. like an empty vessel I'm available, I'm listening I'm listening to this wordless way of communicating the fullness of emptiness. Which is unfolding since billions of years on this planet, constantly changing. Like a flow with incredible depth and power we can align ourselves with through this heart of ours this deep intelligence of the heart which houses our sacred purpose our calling and our uniqueness and even if the heart is broken and shattered and difficult
so that it can get bigger and bigger. And weiser and weiser. And more and more compassionate. So breathing into the heart. And then knowing that many others right now are touching their own hearts in the same way as you touches your heart, as you touch your heart. Everybody here, you know, sensing the beating of their hearts. So there's a whole network of hearts in the whole now pulsing together as the web of life. And we are all together in this. All together in this, on this threshold, this evolutionary threshold where we start to experience ourselves differently than just a few months ago is this self-understanding starts to emerge into consciousness of our species because the time has come for it and because there is no more else to go anymore we need to go deeper This is how, you know, evolution works. It doesn't really, you know, is, isn't really much interested in our preferences, but it's interested for life to continue. Whatever that takes, that is what's going to happen. And we can attune to that. We can resonate with that. And we are together in that. And we can collectively invite that unmanifest future into our community, global community, or small community, or individual heart. Maybe, you know, if you want, you can say to your, to your heart, yes, I want to experiment with inviting that unmanifest wisdom and compassion to become available 
to help to ensure a livable earth for future generations. Inviting the blessings of the ancestors and the future generations to support us at this critical time of life on this planet, of human life on this planet. But just, you know, making ourselves available and inviting the blessings, inviting the guidance, inviting that which wants to be embodied. So that our decisions are more informed by creativity and innovation, not repeating the past over and over and over again, but be more open to the needs of the future. And the birthplace for that skill is in the present moment. But being fully in the present moment, listening. Listening with the whole body, listening with the whole being. So listening to this wordless communication, the vibrancy of life. And also really checking in with yourself. How, how are you feeling? If you're looking at yourself in this way, you know, as being part of this much vaster web of life. With all of the ancestors behind us, and future generations in front of us. And we are just doing our pit, our peace. It's not a vast, grandiose deed, but just our contribution, our gift, our purpose however big or small it doesn't matter they cannot be compared with each other
And now, you know, for the remainder of the meditation, just, you know, coming back to the body. And that knowing, you know, that we are fully networked beings. We are not left to our own devices. If we attune with that truth, that we are already always fully networked. And that takes a little bit of practice because it's if it hasn't been done before, it, it takes a bit of time like any other skill. But it's not a rocket science at all, especially you know for meditators. It's pretty easy. Easy to do. Once, you know, we have overcome that doubt and just, you know, allowing it to speak to us and see if there's a natural resonance which makes itself felt. Which can speak for itself. Then you're coming back to the body and when you're ready, unfortunately I don't have a bell here, you know, you could maybe slowly open your eyes and as you're opening your eyes, you know, not losing the connection with the body, but really staying in the body and taking in, you know, that there's many other people with you in the hall, all fully networked in the web of life. All able, you know, to communicate wordlessly with the web of life whenever they are ready to do it or want to do it. So being on the, the edge of that which is emerging for us with a sense of curiosity and humility.
and for the benefit of all sentient beings. In particular, you know, for the future generations and the young ones. So and as you're then slowly, you know, getting up and uh, going out for the walking meditation, to really try to stay with that sense of depths and embodiment. And, you know, as you're getting up and maybe going out to take on your shoes and coat, to just take the time to make that also part of the meditation. 